we've got some new podcasts coming soon. Well, this is already one. <laughs> Cause, yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah, yeah, in a way. Yeah, as we just we've already discussed what we're doing. You and me, we're uh, we're doing this one. This is now uh, the digital school podcast. Hey, hey, thank you. <laughs> And Nashcast, we will continue to do with uh, yourself when we're not doing all this. And uh, Gareth, Craig, Adam, Amanda, Stace, anyone else that wants to do it and whatnot. I'm also branching out into two other directions. Um, uh, One, which obviously won't always include you, but whenever I get a chance, I will. Um, It will, I was, as I said earlier on, I was very um, tempted not to do this because. It is uh, it's Star Wars based, and I had lots of ups and downs about doing this. I originally decided not to do it. Um, originally, when I first when we were first um, planning, you know, plotting and planning the uh, the whole podcast thing, because um, I was like, there's already a few podcasts out there that are covering the Star Wars stuff, the expanded universe. There's a couple out there that have done uh, the the Clone Wars series, like episode by episode. As I don't want to, I don't want to go up there. Not against that, but I don't want to repeat with it. Everyone, Star Wars fans would have listened to them. They got a big, huge fan base. But then uh, Disney uh, acquisitioned, uh, or acquired um, Star Lucas, Wars, yeah, and the Lucas rights and whatnot, Lucasfilms, yeah, and uh, and it's all sort of like moving forward. We've got new films coming out, new TV shows coming out, and stuff. So, and that kind of got me thinking. Well, okay, maybe I could do something and you and I have had a couple of conversations today about just uh, just a couple of little like between the scenes sort of things about like the stormtroopers to clone troopers you know the link between them and uh, and something else which I can't remember uh, which you didn't know and that's what I was like thinking I can just sit down and uh, talk to people whether they be avid fans or not and just kind of like have a, a general chat about Star Wars and the upcoming projects and uh, go through the the pros and cons of films and all that kind of stuff. I'm still working it all out, but um, okay. yeah, it's gonna come. Another one. Did, so that's the Star Wars one. Yeah. Do, you have, then, a, do you have a name in mind for that? I I do. Do you want to share it now, or you want to keep that one close to the chest? I'll share it now, because I can cut it if not. Cool. Oh yeah, that was going to be the other drinking thing, by the way. Every time I say, I'm going to cut that. <laughs> oh, we take a drink. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, add that. Stacey, can you add that in a minute? Mm-hmm. Okay, you add that in a minute, Sean. Um, We're going to cut that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so the name will be... I forgot what it is. Oh yeah, The Empire Pods Back. <laughs> Just because I'm a fanatical fan. Wait a minute. Oxymoron. Or is it? No, I'm a fan, which is fanatical in itself. That's where fanatical or fan comes from. I'm going to cut that. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> I'm going to the blooper section. Okay, yeah, so I'm an avid fan of um, The Empire, The Dark Side, and all that kind of stuff. And um, uh, The Empire Strikes Back is my favourite film, which is why I picked that, uh, that story. And if I've not set up a Twitter account for that or something by the time this is out, then I won't. I'll cut that. (laughs) 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 Ah, yeah, so the Empire Pod's back. That's what it's going to be about. And uh, like I said, yeah, we'll cover old, new stuff. We're going to, we'll probably try and branch away from uh, a lot of the EU stuff and the expanded universe. 
because um, I don't know how relevant it's all going to be to <laughs> honestly what so you're doing. Going to shy away from the EU stuff. I thought, what Europe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Russia, Ukraine. I'm not, I'm not interested. I'm going to shy away. No, it's the expanded universe because um, yeah, I don't know how how much of it's going to be uh, canon as far as um, when the new movies and stuff come, which will lead to new graphic novels and books and stuff which may contradict or not various characters and stories and whatnot that we've all well most of us they're into it that we grew up with but um yeah well uh, the only thing i'll say about that is any star wars fan that listens to this that is a you know big fan of the uh, expanded universe stuff just don't get upset when episode 7 comes out and all the TV shows that follow and stuff because things always change and they will change no one's taking anything away from you no one's raping your childhood right you still love those books you still have the memories of reading those books you know what they're about and all that crap so you still have that no one's taking that away from you this is just uh, uh, going. let's just assume this is going in a new direction like Star Trek when they, yeah. did, uh, when they rebooted that different timeline so they can do whatever they want with it. A lot of people weren't happy with that. It's, like, it's a different timeline. It doesn't mean things didn't happen. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to boycott Star Wars. <laughs> Batman is not happy. Um, yeah, so that's uh, the news that I've got. And they're, uh, they're all coming really soon. So we've got Nashcast. We've got... Uh... Oh, man. The, di- <laughs> the Digital Squirrel podcast i'm so glad we picked that name <laughs> i'll explain one day why i have trouble saying that uh then we've got the uh, the empire pods back and uh oh yeah and the last one which i'll uh, hit now we talked about it a little bit earlier on the more i think about it the more it's constantly evolving in my head um some sort of uh, movie based one now, originally i thought okay we'll review uh, maybe an old movie and a new movie but then i was like still we're reviewing shit you got lots of podcasts out there lots of them that are doing uh, that stuff reviewing uh, older movies which are great like Stinking Paws now I don't I don't want to even step on their turf because <laughs> that would just be disrespectful plus and their, 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 their film knowledge movie knowledge yeah it, outweighs ours yeah, by a million it exceeds ours by yeah some astronomical ma- uh, ma- uh, amount and uh, a new stuff again there's podcasts out there which you know every new film that comes out they're doing podcasts about it and reviews and whatnot. So, so then I started thinking, okay, well, let's uh, let's branch out. Let's like maybe not do like direct reviews, but let, maybe let's talk about movies, about maybe the mechanics behind it and uh, difficulties. Okay, prime example for uh, for example <laughs> is uh, is Jaws. Yeah, now everyone knows about that. We don't need to do a review about it. Um, like it or hate it that's the way it goes but we could talk about behind the scenes stuff like the the problems they had that the, the whole thing was plagued with problems from start to finish and the film like nearly didn't get made so you know we could talk about that the problems that they had how they overcame it all the behind the workings um uh camera shots with the uh, the shark because it wasn't real what was real what wasn't and how it all worked and how it all came together and stuff and how the producers directors worked together and all that kind of shit which then led me into getting down to maybe more of a maybe more of a script point of view because we started writing a script or uh platting and planning for a script 
uh, a while back, a short while back, and we've still got like a lot of ideas that are still, I don't know about you, but they're still all like in my head and they're like right there. And every now and again, I'm at work. I showed somebody the um, you you uh, you want me to do the the profile of the the main bad guy in, yeah. in the yeah and i uh i did like uh, just a quick profile of this guy like what he's done in the past and how he's uh, sort of become to the, the position that he's at and whatnot and what he does and stuff and i uh, i got talking to somebody at work about it the other day and they were really keen and interested so i um <laughs> i showed them just like a brief summary of this this character that i'd uh created uh, sort of like a, a psych profile i guess and uh, yeah, I freaked this person out. <laughs> they got scared. They were like, "This dude." He was just like, and they looked at me and they were like, "You know, you're fucked up," <laughs> which we know. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "What?" And he was just like, "This this character is like this character is just like it's fucked up. It's dark. It's scary, um, but com- completely conceivable." like in today's world i mean it's like this this character like it could be anybody like anybody that you know that's all like you know oh, hey bob how's it going and you know oh yeah friendly guy but you know outside of work it could be this like evil character that i've created and it kind of scared them but it scared them probably more because i come up with it because i don't think that i'm that kind of dark and twisted and evil uh and whatnot which i'm not but i just i put i put thought to mind and and wrote shit wrote fucking paper (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and I and I did work a long time on that so so there's still I'm always still working on things in the background and I thought that would might help um, you know talking about this sort of stuff and so looking at movies like from a script perspective yeah yeah maybe more focusing on that and also the the behind the scenes of certain films and stuff and how it works and whatnot to help encourage and motivate us to get back into the the element of script writing and stuff because when we start doing that we can then continue uh, podcasting about that. That yeah. can become its own little section. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, everyone's a winner, really. Sounds reasonable. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Technically, you said the rules were that you, we drink when you say it, but... Yeah. I think it's going to be open to everybody now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> the amount of times that Stacey's knocked and said, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's, uh, that's my, my good news, which brought up your dark segment. Um, and I'm now slightly cautious about what's going to follow, but this brings us to, uh, to uh, well, assuming you've got any news. Um, I do, which kind of ties in with, well, both your movie and Star Wars thing. Okay. Um, it, this is a long article. I'm not going to read the whole thing. What was my movie thing? I've forgotten what we, where were we at? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what was the movie thing? Talking about your movie podcast. Ah, yes. Okay. Indeed. So, um, I saw this this morning, um, which says, uh, the, the headline is, Star Wars, the Boba Fett movie has run into some problems. Which, uh, okay, I'll tell you what sparked in my head. Um, I'll just read the very beginning of this. So it says, Boba Fett, one of the most iconic characters in the Star Wars universe, is a difficult man to work with. At least, that's what the latest rumors out of Disney World are saying. What was once a cause for celebration has now become a cause for worry, as the Mouse House seems to be having a problem approaching the concept of centering a film around a character that not only didn't have a big of a role in the films, but also isn't the nicest guy in the Empire. It then goes on to various different people's opinions, and it goes on and on Mm. and on and on and on. But I don't get it. I, I agree with that line there. He didn't have that big of a role in the. I don't think he. A lot of people, in, most in, people in, would disagree with me, but I don't think he warrants having his own film. 
No, I, I don't understand why. I mean, okay, I, I don't know any of the EU. Um, <laughs> you don't know Europe? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. And I don't get how Boba Fett fits into Europe. No, I am... Um, <laughs> okay. No, I don't know any of the, ex- uh, the expanded universe. I haven't read the books. Um, I've seen some of um, the Clone Wars. Um, to be fair, he's, he's not in a great deal of it. He's in um, when they. He's in some of the, the backstories of like the uh, how how he comes around to uh, to be working with Jabba quite often and stuff. When the occasional bounty comes up, how he quite often uh, helps the Empire when when needed. When when all else fails, Boba Fett. Who are you going to call him? You know. Okay. And so, and that takes place in the in the expanded universe. Yeah, and this is like pre this sort of film. So there are background stories that build his his uh, his storyline and how he gets connected to everything, and specifically a, a sort of vendetta between him and Han Solo because he's like the one bounty that he can never catch, which obviously he does eventually. Um, and there is a, a solid ex- explanation as to how he escapes the Sonic pit from Return of the Jedi. Um, but still, it's the same as as Yoda. People are saying that oh, he should have his own independent film that's just about Yoda. Like, I don't know when it would be set. Like when he's learning the ways of the Force, or during his time on exile and Dagobah. Maybe he does an Obi Wan and he just goes off on one last trip again to do something. I don't know. It's just uh, Yoda for me. His character's uh, good in the films when it's coarse. Doesn't need a, a separate film. Boba Fett doesn't need a separate film at all okay so uh, so you you can't answer my question then what's the question well my question was like I, I, how is he one of the most iconic characters in star wars i think he was the most or he is the most iconic because he was the one that caught han solo in the empire strikes back but he's he the one that but he did down no he's not well yeah he is because he's the one that when the millennium falcon was hiding from the empire it was it was attached to the hull of a star destroyer and then it uh, floated away with the garbage and whatnot, and when it flew off to Bespin, it was Boba Fett that tracked them and traced them. So it was him that caught them because he knew where they were going. He told the Empire they managed to do one massive hyperspace U-turn and go back to get to Bespin before Han and that lot get there. Which is why when the Millennium Falcon flies into Cloud City and Han's trying to uh, contact the control guy, and he's just like, you know. Um, you know, no, I don't have a landing permit. And, you know, they shoot it at the ship. And you see the explosions go, and the ship rocks. And has like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. It's just like, you know, I'm trying to reach Lando Calrissian. And the reason they were shooting at him was, was because... trying to get him to go away. Yeah, because Lando told them, get him out of here. But failed, so he had to land. And, and, Bo- and that's only because of Boba Fett. Okay. And then he was the most iconic because not only did he track them to there, but he was always present during everything. When, when they showed up for dinner... <laughs> for some reason, with Vader. Not for some reason, but... Because Vader wouldn't have dinner. When they showed up with him, Boba Fett was in the background, and he was all like, ha-ha, it was me. And, uh, and okay. that's Look, why I'm, he was I'm so not, iconic. I'm, I'm not saying that uh, a, a film with him might not be interesting, because, you know, when we... Anytime we get a, a film, um, original or not, um, if it's characters that we don't know, obviously you don't need a history to it. I just yeah I've never been able to get my head around the the, the huge following and the the no I have I have an iconic years because in in the films his screen time it's minimal yeah it's it's minimal and he doesn't actually do that much nope. so 
In Empire, he's all like, and I, and I agree because in, in Empire, he's he's very much like you know this bad guy. He shows up, and he's like, you know, oh, I tracked you solo, and I found you, and and that's it. But doesn't do anything. And in Return of the Jedi, everything that he seems to do, he fails at. Yeah, you know, he he tries to um, tie up Luke. It get, it fails because Luke uses lightsaber and fucks it up. Uh, Luke chops off his blaster in half, and uh, and then Solo takes out his jetpack, which causes yeah. him to fly into the cell yeah. barge and then fly Blind. into the sand. For the longest time, I, d- I, couldn't, I don't even know if his name is actually mentioned anywhere in the, in the films up until um, when um, Han Solo is, is blinded. And he goes, Boba Fett, Boba Fett, and he turns um, and, he, and he hits him. I'll, no. let you, I'll let you ponder on no, that. No, I think that's a good point. Okay. I don't think it is. Okay, so until somebody, or I read the words Boba Fett somewhere, mm. and then watched the film again, that I actually understand what the fuck he was saying. Yeah. Because it's completely out of context. Yeah, because quite often it's just like, Boba Fett. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. As if that's what he was saying. Yeah, that's how it sounded to me. Um, maybe they cleared that up a bit because I remember the same thing for a long time I was just like what's he saying but I think the the other reason he's iconic as well is because um, you uh, people that grew up with the original films and stuff okay you got the rebels they're all uh, grunge looking I don't know if that's the right phrase but (laughs) I'll have to look into that Um, and then Empire you got your stormtroopers they're very very iconic they're the, the white armor and stuff done Darth Vader very iconic the only one at this point that was different from them Boba Fett and he had different he had his armor green armor kind of like battle damage and stuff and that stood very much apart from what we'd seen the Stormtroopers and Vader and then come Jedi you know he's got you know we've all seen it it's like he's got a jetpack but we didn't know that it worked or what it did or anything until Han I know, knocks it. Those things seem to be really temperamental. Because I remember in Attack of the Clones with uh, Jango Fett, his um, his jetpack it is just like it gets like the slightest knock twice when he once when he's fighting Obi Wan Kenobi and it fucking spirals off and explodes, and then twice uh, the second time when he's um, in the arena and Obi Wan Anakin and Padme are there and uh, he he gets trampled by the uh, some beast and again it gets fucked. And yeah. I'm like. <laughs> with all the armor and blast and intelligence in this universe surely they'd have a bit more of a sophisticated stable jetpack in this because it doesn't seem to do much but um, but maybe that's the thing because in Jedi we saw it and it's the first time we saw it in use we knew also that it had like the rocket missile thing on the top of it that you saw Jango Fett it seems to be completely um, uh, redundant because you know to Jango to use it okay he was up and above and he could kind of aim down and stuff but Imagine if he's on the ground, he'd have to kind of squat down on all fours or something, and like, be like, "Am I? Is that? Yeah. Is that aiming at you?" <laughs> or, and what if he's there? And he's like aiming. He's like, "All right, yeah, I got him on my side." And then he's about to launch a fly, hit his eye, and he goes, "Ow!" And the rocket hits the yeah. back of his head. So yeah, it seems a bit all very backwards, but I guess you know they, they they fit into the continuity pretty well. But again, and I think that's maybe the other reason. Just give just 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 throw out there maybe why he's um, also iconic. Okay. Well, I'll just uh, like I said, the the story goes on for. <coughs> ages and ages and ages, um, but they're, they're basically long. Well, uh, so they they have they having problems basically getting a concept together of how they're going to yeah. center a film around uh, basically a villain. Okay, um, and the only thing at the moment that would actually interest me in watching it is the last line of this article, which says that um, basically it says that uh, interest would probably be um, uh, 
greater or spark more interest and and some people would be interested in watching it if uh, Kevin Smith who's a big fan of the character was to make the film okay now I would just watch it just to see what Kevin Smith would do with it <laughs> but I don't think he would ever take it on himself because right. it's, he, not, it's he's, not his kind of film he said that in an episode of Swantcast he said he would never he would never dream of directing it he'd be in it he was just like cast me as a big fat fucker in the background or something or yeah. doing something but or as Jabba yeah, yeah, but no, he said flat out that he would never, as big a fan as he is, that he wouldn't do it because yeah. it, it's just, I don't know. I mean, you have to go find the uh, the Smodcast episode and listen to it for yourself. I'm not gonna repeat. I'm not gonna live off Kevin Smith. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, it's um, yeah. I think. I don't know. I, I don't think it wants its own film. Uh, again, like I said, it's I don't know. There's I can see them like trying to branch out and do lots of different things, but I can't imagine why it'd be that hard to play to do a film to do with Boba Fett. I mean, if they can get the same actor involved to play Jango, because at this point he's going to be the same sort of age and stuff. So perfect timing for him. Bring him in, if not, make him look a little bit older, and have him. Uh, I don't know, trying to. Me up with a gang of uh, uh, villains and uh, whatnot, um, and go around and try and uh, collect some bounties. I guess that's what could they not do. I mean, go to Tatooine and go find some scum and villainy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see. Yeah. So, all right, that that's what I got. Uh, it's nowhere near as colourful as my usual news, but that's no porn in Canada or America this time no I'm sure there is okay. <laughs> yeah no doubt okay well um, I want to just uh, just give you guys a quick uh, update or you Sean uh, we seem to have lost days <laughs> um, how are we going to sign off these days now uh, I don't know if it's going to be every podcast or just not Nashcast I was going to say Noshcast then Nashcast or maybe this one, I don't know, but I was inspired by the episode that me and Adam did when we were talking about John Williams and Hans Zimmer and stuff, and okay. we got talking about all the different soundtracks and whatnot, and Karate Kid and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> at one point, at one point, um, uh, during a, a quiz towards the end, I was playing some themes for him to see if he could guess them, and one of them was uh, He-Man, <laughs> Masters of the Universe, <laughs> and... Um, and I got, and I can remember. There's, I don't know if you remember the film, but there's a, some device that plays like some sort of like musical yeah. note thing. And I can, I can never remember what that is. And I said to him, I was like, yeah, can you remember what it is?" And he did, and he <laughs> he hummed it, or whatever. And I was like, "That's fucking brilliant! I love that tune for some reason. Childhood memories, maybe." And then, Adam, <laughs> and Adam just turned around and went, "Safe journey." <laughs> <laughs> and I was, ever since then, I've just been thinking. That's how we need to end the pod. It's <laughs> safe journey. Yeah, when we finished, we, we each in turn just go safe, safe journey. journey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. why not? All right. <laughs> That's it. Just safe journey. Not yep. have a safe journey. Nope. Just okay. safe journey. <laughs> you know, if you say it fast enough, people are going to think that we're saying save Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> get to the chopper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be back, Bennett. Commando Stace, yeah? <laughs> seen the film? Have you seen it? Do you want to watch it? Alright. <laughs> it, um, it might be a bit dated at this point. I... have some... Ooh. I don't know if you're ready for this, but I've got some black-fisted justice. 
I'm ready for this. Okay. It's kind of a sad story. We're it? not going to get, like like last time, get like halfway through the story and be like, <laughs> no, nah, never mind, scrap that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some, I think it was like three or four times I was just like, nah, don't worry, but I'm going to cut this. <laughs> but then it was so bad, I thought, it's actually quite entertaining. I'm just going to keep it. <laughs> no, this is, uh, I'm going to try and, okay. I, I may, if I do fail, I, I, I might just cut it. We should drink twice there for that, technically. But um, this is is a serious story uh, to a certain point. Again, I'm going to say right now, uh, I will try and pronounce names once, and then I'm going to stick to whichever name that I can pronounce, like the first name or whatever. Okay. But yeah, so... Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? And that's the best, and that's next, miss knows me, hey... Man sentenced in NYPD stabbing attack. Uh, a remorseless Queens man, not Arrow, uh, who played mental illnesses. Ed- oh, for fuck's sake! No, no. Let's start that again. Okay. This is what happened last time. <laughs> Did you watch you- me fail again? <laughs> do you do you read these stories ahead of time, or you just like read the headline? And you're like, oh, I'm gonna do that one. No, I no. The last one I kind of was like off the cuff. This one I read last night twice. Okay. Uh, my 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 math doesn't work in my brain when I read for some reason. When I read in my head, it's like fine, but okay. In your head, is it because it's in like a Schwarzenegger accent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, <laughs> don't make me read all of this out. No, I'm not accent. going to. <laughs> okay, a remorseless Queens man who played mental illness as a defence for repeatedly stabbing three NYPD officers, paralysing one cop, and taking out his eye in the attack was hit with 54 years to life in prison Thursday as prosecutors this is a really long fucking sentence uh, as prosecutors played a call he made the day after his conviction in which the only sorrow he expressed was that he had not taken the cop's other eye motherfucker right son of a bitch uh, he says oh, this is in quotes I'm still not guilty I didn't finish the job I should have taken his other eye out oh no so he's not guilty because he Okay. He didn't finish the job. That's why he's not guilty. No, he's he is guilty. He yeah, also, but he's he saying, also happens yeah. to be a failure. Yeah, but this this was his phone call to someone saying <laughs> he said I'm still not guilty. I didn't finish the job. <laughs> I should have taken his other eye out. Um, Neil, someone or other, says in the chilling call from Rikers Island. His name was, is not Neil, is it? What? His name is not Neil. No, his. Hang on. Yeah, it is. His name is Neil. Oh. I'm sorry, dude. Fucker. Yes, Neil Pereira, Pereira, Pereira. Don't know. How are you spelling that? P E R R I E R A. Okay. Pariah. Pariah? He's a pariah. We'll call him Pariah from now on. Yeah. So, Pariah, that's what he said. I'm still not guilty. I didn't finish the job. I should have taken out his other eye. Pariah says in the chilling call from Rikers Island that was played in court. <laughs> I may re-edit this and do an impression of an American lawyer or something but uh, the prosecutor said how dare he how dare he your honour I ask you uh, sentence him to the maximum and the last thing he fears for eternity is don't mess with the New York City Police Department insisted prosecutor don't fuck with the police (laughs) don't fuck with the New Yorker (laughs) hey (laughs) (laughs) 
Assistant Prosecutor, um, fuck, here we go again. Uh, Schlomet? <laughs> Metz? <laughs> the Metz I can get, but S C H L O M I T? Schlomet? Schlomet. Is there a silent H or L or C in there or something? Is it Schlomet? 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 So, Prosecutor Metz. <laughs> That's him. Uh, yeah, so some 100 uniformed and plain clothes NYPD officers packed the courtroom in support of Officer Timothy Smith. There we go. Who sat in a wheelchair. Uh, did we say Pryor? Yeah. Right, yeah. Pryor stabbed Smith in the eye and chest repeatedly inside his far Rockaway home on January 15th, 2009. Smith and fellow officers Daniel... Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, spell this one for me. Spell this one. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can. <laughs> no, my Professor X impression okay. isn't working. <laughs> so, say this one for me. S. I'm sure there's going to be a silent something in here. S J O B E R G. S J O B E R G. Soberg? Soberg? I was just going to call him Berg. Soberg? Let's call him Daniel. Officer Daniel. Uh, and Edward Simon answered a radio call f- for an emotionally disturbed. Pariah, who was armed with a knife. And in quotes, because of this defendant, none of us will ever have the privilege to work alongside Timmy again. <laughs> I don't know if you're thinking what I'm thinking. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're thinking. Lassie. <laughs> For shame. <laughs> <laughs> cow. I don't have a dog. So good. <laughs> okay. I'm going to save that for the bloopers as well. When I get to. <laughs> um, I, I forgot where we're at. Because it's. Oh, yeah, to me. <laughs> Ah, it is, it is. We've hit an impasse. <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> well, I had two thoughts. One was the same, and then the other one was like, you know, Tiny Tim from Christmas. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm going to help. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's the second time, you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, he'd want us to laugh. <laughs> I think he's not dead yet, but I'm sure he'd want someone to laugh. <sighs> okay, we'll pause it. Ooh, woosa. Indeed, sir. I apologise. That was uh, very insensitive of me. Yeah, but it's at the same time, I think... Um, I uh, laugh in celebration of uh, Timmy's survival. Yeah, when something tragic happens, it's like we could all be down and depressed and mess about and stuff, but I don't know, you got to find something good about the story, which there is. And the fact that he got 54 years to life which over, over here they would have got like you know I don't know uh, an 18 month suspended sentence a slap on the wrist and maybe a fine so 
fuck them. Um, yeah, so where did I... Yeah, I didn't finish the job, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so because of this defendant, none of us will ever have the privilege of to work alongside Timmy again. I don't forgive you. I can't wait to forget you. The fact you are in this courtroom with Sergeant Smith is a tragedy, said Officer Simon. I want to say Simon, but that would have been two M's, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's Officer Simon. Um, the 39-year-old. Oh man. Pause. The 39-year-old was found guilty of attempted murder, <laughs> aggravated assault on a police officer, assault on a police officer, and other charges. Throughout this trial, sorry, <coughs> not trial. Throughout this trial. We got no answers as to why this all happened. All we got was a clear understanding that he just hates the police, says, uh, or said Metz, uh, before Pariah was sentenced for the January 15th, 2009 attack inside his far rockaway home. Smith's taser failed as Pariah charged towards him, knifing him in the left eye and chest and injuring uh, Joburg, should we call him? Yeah. Uh, and Simon during the struggle said Queen's DA Richard Brown so are the other so these the, the cops were at one person's house when this guy attacked yeah it seems uh, from what I can understand this guy like attacked this guy's house they called the police these two showed up all three of them struggled with the guy with the knife yeah and uh, shit went to hell or vice versa I don't know uh, Sergeant Smith and all responding officers' lives won't be the same because of this vicious and unprovoked attack. I've had many sleepless nights because of the unanswered questions from what happened, said Officer Peter. Oh, for fuck's sake. Just just stick with Peter. Yeah, Officer Peter, who spoke on behalf of Smith and helped aid him and held the eye, which was out of its socket. Pariah's attorney... I'd not, I'd not read this point of the story, so that's quite bad. Prior's attorney, uh, Verena Powell, argued for leniency from Justice Barry Schwartz during the sentencing because her client suffered mental illness since 2001 and needs uh, Zyprexa, Zyprexa to treat his paranoid schizophrenia. Is that a drug you know of? Not, not even an expert or anything, but nah. no? Uh, some of their drugs different, differ to ours, so... There's no such thing as selective schizophrenia, prison is the only safe place for him he told doctors how he learned how to play the system he's a threat to society and all officers in the country said Metz who ran down a minute said Metz who ran down for the court prior history of violent run-ins with police as far away as Johnson City Tennessee I don't doubt he has mental problems but the jury has rejected his defense of mental insanity said Judge Schwartz the motivate <laughs> sorry <laughs> had a Schwartz <laughs> the motivation for this horrible crime was clear Neil Pryor hates cops done so but 50, 54 years in prison yeah 54 years to life in prison um, no talk about parole or anything like that he's so just, he's 39 years old so that means that he won't be he'll be dead before he yeah, comes out basically ain't making it out yeah good that's some black fisted so, justice yeah. Yeah, absolutely yeah um, yeah, so fuck him. And the fact that this dude survived, and the, this cop, this um, Timmy, Timothy, Officer Timothy Smith, uh, the fact that he, not only did he survive, okay, yeah, he lost an eye, mm, don't know what, like, wounds he might have got in the chest. Um, I'm hoping he would have, like, been wearing his vest or something. I don't know, it wouldn't have been, because it was his home that was attacked. 
But yeah, got stabbed in the chest, stabbed in the eye, and he's one he's lived, two, he had the balls to go and see this guy in court and be like, fuck you, go down in jail. I mean, I can do that. If I got attacked like that, I wouldn't want to see the guy in court. I, I would not be able to go to court. I'd be shitting myself. I would not have the courage that he did to go do that. Not yeah. even as an ultimate fuck you stuff. Because um, what, what happens if this guy turned around and was like, you know, laughing about it as he's on his way out? I could be like, oh, you're going to prison. Obviously, over here it's different because prison's a luxury, but in America it's not. So maybe that's why he was there because he was like, you know, you're going to get raped in the shower tomorrow morning and beaten every night for like you know, the next few weeks until you find some allegiance to someone who is gay or something I don't know fuck him fuck him indeed well absolutely so reserved. Yeah. hat off to uh, officer Timothy Smith yeah raise a glass to Timothy Smith absolutely oh man wait a minute I'm doing it the New Yorkan way <laughs> wow man you filled that like right to the shit <laughs> that was not intentional <laughs> Uh, Officer Timothy Smith. Officer Timothy Smith. Uh, hey. Hold on, let me. Uh, yeah. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? And that's the best. And that's next, Miss Nose. Now, hey. Sean. <clears throat> Nash. Oh, I will. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, China, Sean. Yes, it's a country. You're aware of it. I, I do know that it exists. Um, there's been... I'm going to avoid the news on this, but there's been a lot of uh, strange happenings within the... Uh, I don't know if it's specifically... I want to say like China, but the Asian territory. Uh, what, are you talking about like uh, the plane that disappeared and the, the ship that yeah. sunk? Yeah. Or a ferry that sunk or capsized or something? Um, I mean, I've got like uh, some things here. I'm thinking it's like you know, is it because uh, it's all like so random and so unexplained, and like you know, there should be reasons for this, that, and the other, and whatnot. And I'm thinking, is it a creature of some sort, like we've seen in uh, Cloverfield, or like the shark in Shark Giant Shark versus Giant Octopus, or something, where it jumps up and takes out a plane? Uh, is it an alien? Is it the Bermuda Triangle? that's moved or is it a Chinese secret experiment or you know that maybe maybe it's a Chinese experiment that's leading into this will what may be starting the zombie apocalypse ooh uh, no I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back to my my my, my fallback explanation for everything well everything two answers <laughs> no you can say everything everything that's that's sea related and since the plane was flying over the ocean it, I think then they it I mean, it applies as well. What? I'll cut that. <laughs> so again, I'll go back to my explanation for everything that happens when it's like ocean related. Right. And being as the plane, I believe, was flying over the ocean, it okay. fits into the same right, same, the same realm. It's the Kraken. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, um. <laughs> I find it interesting. Um, I didn't. I only heard about the ship last night because, again, I'm not really allowed to um, uh, be involved with the news at all, or whatever. So when I was trying to find out some information, it sort of popped up, and I was like, "What? A ship went over and what?" Because I just found uh, a ton of bodies inside yeah. of it. Anyway, let's let's not okay. drag it down. No. Um, so okay, oh. the the. the- <gasps> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,
That was completely unintentional. I did not mean that. I, 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 I feel when I found out about the story because I was reading it, I didn't even know where it was. I, um, <laughs> I, I was like, I was shocked because I don't. It was a cruise, as I understand it, it was a cruise liner or some sort. Uh, it was or a it was ferry like, it was or something. Four hundred and sixty something people. So yeah, that had to be a big a, fucking boat. There's a lot of people on there. The evacuation wasn't called early. Uh, the captain I, fucking got off. As I understand it, but he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a weird story because I, um, yeah, I, I just literally saw like um, divers were searching stuff, and I was just like, "Is this to do with Titanic or something?" Or and then, um, yeah, and I looked into yeah, it. Yeah, divers have gone. Hundred <laughs> years later, they're trying to find survivors. <laughs> well, I know they they still go down there and stuff to you know I don't know what documentaries or whatever. So and I had no idea, but I was like, uh, it was in. Um, I can't remember which part of Asia it was in, but I, I, I was fascinated. I was like, okay, so I looked into the story, and and yeah, I, I was just like, okay, wow, I, it, it's it's a terrible thing. I can't think of um, short of a plane crash. I can't think of anything worse than being trapped on a boat and drowning. So that's why I'm I'm so sorry for, for that pun. But yeah, I did not want to um, lower the tone of the podcast because we generally want to, it to be. Happy and uplifting. uplifting. I mean, yeah. try and avoid the news generally, but have we gone to this? Oh yeah, Chinese stuff. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Experiments. <laughs> I don't think it. Oh man, I really. Oh, we forgot the plot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah. I um. Drink. It would. Um, I, it really would. Um, I think make more sense or or be easier to 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 make sense out of this if if there was some sort of a. You know, it really is the Kraken or some sort of a supernatural um, explanation for it. Um, or even a conspiracy theory. Um, it could still be a conspiracy, I, I guess. Um, covering up a secret Chinese experiment. Just covering up or a weapons, secret Chinese some experiment. Maybe they've or got a satellite that's just like... Target. Maybe, maybe they're doing a, they're going to do a satellite, they're going to test it somewhat. A beam or something came out of it and just that happened the plane was flying over and maybe okay so a plane was flying and the satellite was testing well, a beam I'm not yeah it was it, nearby and it disrupted all of their uh, their electronics that's why there was no tweets no Facebook statuses of you know the, the whole thing, <laughs> Twitter of you know hashtag going down or whatever and there was nothing, and there was no emergency. Emergency. This is digital squirrel podcast. <laughs> there was no emergency distress distress signal. calls or beacons or anything. Not there was nothing. It just it literally disappeared. It did some like random maneuvers as if there was something going on, and it just disappeared. So let's assume that like all electronics like fried. And then you know the pilots like went to manual control, so they lost. Let's say they lost all the engines and stuff or whatever, and they uh, they were trying to like control the ship, which would account for the uh, um, extreme maneuvers that apparently the ship apparently did before they lost contact or whatever. And then it ended up crashing because nothing. Yeah, but no contact and everything that would explain that. Some sort of like a satellite that emits some sort of like a, maybe some sort of EMP pulse or something. I think uh, maybe yeah, uh, well, no, like if we're going down that route, I think That's scary. It's, Can you it's, imagine? It's, <laughs> I think an experimental satellite that um, disrupts the time-space continuum. Okay, they were running a test 
okay, and fired some sort of a, a beam, um, not knowing or not planning for there to be a passenger airline in the vicinity, disrupted the mechanics of the plane, caused a rift in the time-space <laughs> continuum, okay, and the plane... This went, is deep. <laughs> and the plane uh, time-jumped. All right. Okay. Oh, dispersing. We're gonna see a TV series about this, aren't we? <laughs> dispersing upon re-entry into our realm of existence, scattering certain bits wherever it is, which is what they found. But other bits have they found stuff? I believe so. Moved through time, causing a ripple effect that then affected the cruise liner and took that down as well. All because of one experimental satellite. Hmm. That. That could be our next film. So that's we should start writing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I well, that um, makes sense. I mean, it's just like no, no. It's just it's it, so much. It, it 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 just seems like you know too much bad luck for one region type of a thing. Yeah. Although these I'm sure, I'm sure if we actually in, looked into it, yeah. they're like thousands of miles apart. Yeah, these um, things do come in like clusters, but it does seem like yeah, quite. I don't, although I don't think they, the ship and the plane I don't think it, they're that far apart from each other so I mean the, the other I'm sure if you were to if or we one of us or anybody out there was to, to read up on it I'm sure you would probably find one theory in all of this between the tsunami um, the earthquake the nuclear power plant the plane the boat um, I, I gotta try and say this without sounding like horribly hmm. racist um uh, that those regions of the world are are um, they're they're very overpopulated. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure you could find a theory. That's somewhere. not racist. That's fact. Okay. Good. <laughs> you could. There's probably a theory out there somewhere. You know, a naturist or anything like that. People. You know that that believe in 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 um, mother nature over everything else. That's mm. you know it's just cleaning house. It's just like there's too much. Too much needs to be wiped out. Yeah, and, and, and it needs yeah. to be, yeah. And, yeah, I agree, yeah. And that, yeah. that I, 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 ultimately, I ultimately believe that will happen to all of us because like, or I think, um, oh yeah, first of all, because you got my attention, Donna, go find out the link between the, uh, the sea, the ocean, the ship, the plane, the Asians. What was the other thing? That's it. Oh. That's it. Oh. Well, there's like a massive link up thing that I was keeping track of until I lost I lost plot at some point. Okay, but, um, drink that. Massive, yeah, <laughs> Donna, go look that up for us. But um, there's um, ah, what were we talking about before the plot thing? Dude, I don't know. You lost me. Ah, that's another drink. Lots of alcohol. Yeah, no, there was something... Oh, yeah, okay. No, hang on. I need to... We will drink, fine. Oh, yeah, so if you look at the, um, the global scale of things, which there's no other way of looking at it, I guess, um, the the events that have happened in the last... I don't know, I'd say the last decade, there's been a lot of activity that's happened. There's been hurricanes, there's been volcanoes, there's been earthquakes and tsunamis, like left, right and centre, where... I don't know, for 20 years before that, um, it was relatively quiet. Okay, there might have been the occasional hurricane here and there. And well, I mean, hurricanes, tend, that and whatnot, hurricanes tend to come around every year. But in the last 
Well, like I said, I'm just I'm drawing on the whole like you know this is like nature's way of saying oh, like right. I'm thinking of like the when that um, uh, volcano in Iceland went off that disrupted uh, flights for uh, uh, like two or three weeks or something, which I was like, well, go around it, yeah, <laughs> which they refused to do. They were like, they were, no, if we can't have one on site, we ain't flying. <laughs> Which they were in America, they were British. They were like, yeah, no, we're not flying. We cannot see the country we're flying to. I don't even know what that is. I, I, lo- I love how you're British <laughs> and you're trying to put on more of a British accent. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, the, so the, that, the other theory as well is... Um, could you imagine what would have happened if uh, that tsunami had wiped out Japan back when that happened with Fukushima and stuff? Yeah, they would have unearthed Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Um, I think it's sharks. Do you? Yeah, I think it's sharks took down that boat. No, I don't. See, I, I disagree. It's not, it can't be sharks. No. No, Kraken. Okay. Yeah. Or a Kraken mates with a shark and you get a... A Sharken. No. <laughs> yeah, <I'll be> right. <laughs> a Sharken. <laughs> a Sharken. A Kraken. Yeah, well, I can what, say that when I'm drunk, so that's fine. <laughs> what, what, yeah, what, what, would the, what would the hybrid of a Kraken and a shark be? Crack. <laughs> Crack. I'm going to have to mull that one over. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that leads me to uh, some shark news. Uh. Ah, nice segue there. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while, but I got there. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure you could take any situation and turn it to sharks. <laughs> like Obama yeah. was assassinated, sharks. <laughs> yeah. My internet went down. Yep, shark cut the cable. This is, uh, yeah, a little segment that we like to call... Um, Scott's Shark News. You're going to need a bigger boat. Great white shark, Lydia, changes course. But she is heading back towards Plymouth? Uh, but is she heading... Hang on, remember that. Miss that again. Great white shark, Lydia, changes course. But is she heading back towards Plymouth? So she was swimming around and she went, oh, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, you remember, you remember Lydia, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A great white shark which she was, was... apparently making her way to the UK. Yeah, a great white shark which was on course to, uh, well, for Plymouth earlier this year has taken a right turn, <laughs> according to her tracking device. Lydia... I think someone said at the computer going, she's gone left, <laughs> gone right, <laughs> gone right again, <laughs> she's gone left, and some reporter's going, oop, turn left. <laughs> What the fuck was that? I accidentally hit the YouTube um, news thing. Um, Lydia came within 700 miles of Devon's waters before turning away a few weeks ago. She was the first of her species to cross uh, to the European side of the Atlantic Ridge, which we talked about. And now she's taken a right turn, putting her in more familiar waters of the North Atlantic Ocean. Lydia... I, I am going to be a bit slay because I'm... No, it's fine. Hmm... <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Uh, I just had. Okay. All right. Go ahead. What? Go on. No, I thought. Um, did she make this turn before? <laughs> this is going to sound so before bad. after before or after the the ship went down in Asia. Uh, we could probably link this up. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, <laughs> "I smell food." <laughs> uh, Lydia had been heading due east across the Atlantic and came within seven hundred miles of the West Country coastline the nearest recorded for a shark of her species. 
Now her GPS tracker that has been following her ever since it was fitted by a research team in Florida shows her in the middle of North Atlantic Ocean. The £2,000... Hold on, are, are they sure? They're sure. That that um, Lydia hasn't, um, like, slipped the GPS tracker and, and has... Put on another fish. Put <laughs> another fish. <laughs> it might be, yeah, Jack Bowen needs to go on this. <laughs> Um, yeah, the two thousand pound shark had been uh, uh, meandering, meandering, meand. Oh yeah. So the two thousand pound shark had been meandering around the depths ever since crossing the Mid Atlantic Ridge, and at one stage was on course straight towards the West Country coastline, which they obviously just said again twice. Uh, scientists revealed they also thought that Lydia might be pregnant. Lydia was being tracked thanks to these special devices attached to her, which we know. Uh, I'm going to skip some of this bullshit because we know it was done by uh, <laughs> I think it was Dr. Dr. Fisher <laughs> it still gets you every time it does yeah and uh, US scientists uh, from I think it's OSEARCH I just need to clarify that pronunciation but I think it's OSEARCH uh, who attached the tracking device a year ago uh, they've been following Lydia's pro- uh, progress progress for 19,500 miles as part of a groundbreak, uh, groundbreaking, o- fucking hell, a groundbreaking oceanic expedition. <laughs> They've been following Lydia's progress for nineteen thousand five hundred miles as part of a groundbreaking ocean life study. Okay. Um, yeah, in March, Chris Fisher, expedition leader and founding chairman of the Osage Shark Tagging Project, said Lydia may be looking for somewhere to rear her, to rear young. Why not? She's a shark. <laughs> uh, and we've done this before, but yeah, he said if I had to guess, I'd guess that Lydia was pregnant and that she was uh, uh, been out in the open uh, ocean gestating her babies and that this spring she will lead us to where those babies, white sharks, are born. The nursery, blah, blah, blah. So we need to find out She's how long a... Um uh, how long does it take for a female shark to, to carry to term? Because if we're reading an article a year from now and the same guy's saying, <laughs> we reckon she's pregnant, we're like, dude, I think things <laughs> yeah. might have progressed by well, I'm going to keep running uh, until there's some sort of like fatality. Sorry, Australia and Africa and Europe. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm quite keen to like, follow this news story and uh, add this in where I can as far as shark news because... It's quite interesting because um, the thing that got me was where it says that uh, Lydia had been heading north but made a sharp turn back towards east, putting it on a collision course with the UK coastline. Uh, her GPS tag only gives off a signal when she's near the water surface, meaning scientists sometimes have to wait days, uh, sometimes weeks, before readings. So I guess sometimes well, that, the fucking that, shark goes down for a long time and then it pops up and they're like, oh, there it is. Yeah, so... That, but well, I guess they tracked it. It was probably on, like, the surface for quite a while and they were like, okay, it's heading towards the UK. But obviously, it, between there and the UK was because it came from, like, Canada. <laughs> it's a long fucking swim. It could have been like, I'm going to go over there, but deep water. I'm going to come back to confuse them and come back up. Yeah, or, like, just pop up every... Like, pop up, they get a reading and then drop onto the ocean and then go, like, you know, uh, 100 miles that way, pop back up and be like, oh, it's going over there. And then... Yeah. Go back that way. Yeah. But she's still on the move, and uh, she is still, she's heading towards, um, they think, because uh, he used the same 
analogy again, if you remember this, and I'm pretty certain you will. If you forced me to guess, <laughs> which I was like, yeah, because they strapped him down and tortured him. <laughs> if you forced me to guess where that was, I'd say it was over in the Mediterranean near Turkey. But that's uh, long ball and plane. And the last time it was something somewhere else, now it's Turkey. But yeah, they think it's heading towards Europe somewhere. So, but that is not all. Ooh. This next story, uh, and I, I was just like, why? And it kind of scares me even more. Um, yeah, I'll read you the uh, the headline. Why uh, not? I'm not afraid. Um, but no, clearly you are. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest great white shark ever tagged in Australia, off coast of Western Australia. How big? Uh, well, let's find out. <laughs> Now, I feel like when I had this planned, I was going to have a tape measure so we could actually measure it because I'm pretty certain that it's pretty much to the, like, the length of this room. Ooh, okay. The tagging of a huge, uh, they say, five-meter white pointer in King George Sound was presented a potential huge breakthrough in shark research and a triumph for local fisheries staff. The massive female great white, estimated to weigh about 1.6 tons... Yeah. <laughs> How fucking heavy does she want to be? <laughs> 1.6 tons. Yeah, oh, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it was the biggest ever internally tagged in Australia and one of the largest in the world. The shark measured at 5.04 metres to the fork in its tail, suggesting an overall length of around 5.3 metres. It took three fishery staff uh, two and a half hours to subdue the shark <laughs> fucking <laughs> doubt which was hooked close to oh yeah this is what got me it took three yeah <laughs> it took three fishery staff two and a half hours to subdue the shark which was hooked close to mistaken island in around 15 metres of water on Sunday March 30th so yeah mistaken island that's yeah, a place went- I want to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is this the right island? No, it's Mistaken Island. Oh, so, oh, no, okay. I'm in the wrong place then. No, you're right in the right place. But no, it's Mistaken Island. Yeah, that's right. So I'm in the wrong place. Ah. Do you think they'll look back <laughs> on it like maybe 10 years from now when that shark comes back for revenge, eats one of them? Oh, man. And a reporter says, um, so do live- you think there was any sign as you, <laughs> yeah. you know, corralled the shark on Mistaken Island that this might have been a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't surprise me, man. Jeez. Now, the same shark has been ex- uh, extremely tagged. No, sorry. <laughs> the same shark has been externally tagged uh, the previous Wednesday when it approached a fisheries vessel close to Limestone Head. Uh, I'm guessing just off <laughs> a mistaken island. Um, uh, and then sort of receivers at Allen Cove <laughs> on the following Thursday and Friday, leading to beach closures. So that was a good thing. At least they paid attention. Yeah. Do you have a tape measure? I'm, I need to see uh, how... I don't, actually. Okay. Um, Five metres. Let's do a full-up. Well, I know... Right, what's uh, two metres... Right, the 60 centimetres in a metre. This is where Donna might need to help us out. No, i I got I got to think with it in, in feet. Captain Picard always hoped for a height of two metres. <laughs> and he's... Oh, I would so love, six. I, I would love to get you and Kevin Smith into a room. It's like Captain Picard, and he'd be like sharks, uh, jaws. How many jaws is this Captain Picard? Well, I've got a drink because I made a smart go. Oh man, me too. I'll get there in a minute. Me too is like about up here. I don't know. Um, 
Okay, um, yeah, we did this. We did this last time. Centimeters. But I, I imagine, just like you know, okay. Let's assume one large step. Large step is a meter. Because a meter is quite a lot. Well, a meter is just under three feet, or just over three feet. So that's twelve. Around that's three 12 feet. Or that's thirty-six inches. So it's about. It's probably somewhere in the region of fifteen. Okay. So let's say it's that. 15, 15 feet. You say three feet a meter. How how tall are you? Five eleven and a half. So it's three of you, basically. No, a little bit, a little bit smaller than three of you, I think. What is what five meters? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, that's a, okay. We're gonna have to measure this out because, but it's still it's fucking big. It is big. Do you think when the shark? Came That'll up eat you whole, dude. Huh? <laughs> That'll eat you whole. Oh yeah. Do you think when the shark came up next to whatever that boat was, somebody on the boat went, "Fuck me, that shark's bigger than my boat is." Yeah, and he went, "Hello." <laughs> It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, da, 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 da. The same shark had been extremely tagged. No. It had been externally tagged. The previous Wednesday, we've done that. The great white took a salmon bait, culminating it being fitted with an internal tap, uh, sorry, tag to help monitor its movements for up to 10 years. Shark Monitoring Network Pro- Project Manager Mark Kleeman. Yeah. Said internally tagging a white pointer of that size was almost unprecedented and a cause of for celebration. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Yeah, he went. He went down to the local pub. People were like, "What are you celebrating?" I tagged the shit out of that shark. I'm having a beer. Yeah, it's, it's longer than my car. Jesus. That's it. 5.3 meters is pretty fucking big. It is. So that thing could eat your car whole. Yeah, we're excited. This is why they get, like, you know, uh, license plates stuck in their fucking teeth and stuff. <laughs> what, they come up on land, I'll grab a car and then go back for a swim. No, I saw the uh, the mob kills where they drive off their cars into the, uh, the sea. <laughs> or maybe it's just some... <laughs> it's like a myth. <laughs> the mob are killing people and just sticking license plates on them. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's their way of tagging the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he says uh, we're excited by the potential of what the shark can give us. The shark was caught using fourteen. Uh, they called this shark um, resilient. <laughs> that's like, oh, what can we name the shark? Uh, we could call it Defiant. Now nah, that seems that seems a bit too dangerous for my liking. Uh, resilient. Yeah, why not? I want someone to get really creative and find a big fuck off shark so that when they find one bigger than that. And I want to, I want them to call it the Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, the Shark Enterprise, or the Millennium Falcon. Oh, that would work. Yeah, so that's my uh, my shark news. Lydia's uh, made a, a drastic course correction, and uh, there's been a new shark tagged off the uh, Western Australia coast, and um, the biggest of its kind. So. I'm going to try and keep up to dates with those stories and uh, I don't and, know why and I'm stay off the water now. <laughs> and you're going to stay off the water. Off. Right. Yeah, stay out of the water. So um, the, the guys that are tracking Lydia, this is how it plays in my mind. They're sitting around some monitors. And some guy's <laughs> sitting there going, stay on target, stay on target. <laughs> Pull up! Don't stay on target. <laughs> uh, why not? So, ah, thank you for this, the shark news, man. Yeah, no worries. Oh, yeah, I wanted to explain something quickly before we go into uh, kind of like the end of the show and whatnot. I just wanted to explain this um, 
drunk tiredness, which now is just drunk. Mm. <laughs> but, um, but we mentioned it several, uh, several times now uh, in, in the past, and some people might be like, you know, what's this drunk tiredness? And it's generally where I would uh, work like a, a bunch of nights in a row, because I work nights and you work days. And then I might work like a Friday night, and I finish at 7.45 in the morning. So I get home, give or take, like around about 8-ish, and sometime between 8 or 9, I fall asleep. And then you and me generally meet up uh, more often than not. It's normally been around about midday, or, like, or maybe 2 o'clock in the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, so about 2 o'clock. So more often than not, I've had uh, so like 5 hours sleep or whatever. But during that time, um, you're not necessarily sleeping solid. So no, no. There's been thing, several yeah. times I've come over and, uh, you know, one would think you get home eight between eight and nine, you fall asleep at nine, ten, eleven, twelve, one, two. You'd at least have like five hours, and I'd be yeah. like, "So, dude, you slept?" And you were like, "An hour, a couple of hours, maybe." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, because sometimes my sleep pattern is so like mixed up sometimes, and it's probably the uh, the endorphins or something, whatever, that get released when I get excited about podcasting. Like, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And I can't. I'm sleep. gonna talk. I'm gonna talk. <laughs> yeah. So I get to the point where, like, the last time we went to when we went to London, see, I was uh, we we took Stacey to the Winter Wonderland. And I was so tired. I literally, I think in two days, I had about, I don't know, like a handful of hours. I had like four hours sleep or something. I was so, I felt drunk, but I'm not drunk anything, which was the irony part of it. So now I was just like, I just don't need to sleep. <laughs> um, and yeah, but we, we had a lot of uh, good laughs from that. And, uh, and I don't know if that was the birth of it, but that's where certainly a lot of Nashisms came out. Yeah, And um, I just want to... We've hit like 23 episodes now. I just want to go off the quick list quickly. There's only 10 of them. But uh, these are words to live by, according to me. And that's why they're Nashisms. <coughs> Take them as you will. Number one, dehydration is good for the soul. <laughs> Number two, when you sit down, that's when accidents happen. <laughs> I was hoping to read this with a straight face, but it's not going to happen. happen. No. Uh, number three, Earl Grey tea fixes everything. <laughs> number four, when machines can think, we don't have to. <laughs> number five, tits are tits, except when they're not. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Number six. <laughs> Ice cubes are like anti sickness. <laughs> Where the fuck did that one come I don't from? No. <laughs> I think that might have been on the train on the way back from Winter Wonderland. <laughs> Number seven. When you die, you need sad music. <laughs> it's fair. That's reasonable. Oh, fucking hell. Do you do that one on purpose? No. Number eight. Stay out of the water. <laughs> Why put yourself at risk? Sure, it's fun if you like water, but if you don't, don't go in. <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> Number nine. Cover your own ass, always. <laughs> Number ten. Uh, it's not the pub you deserve, but it's the pub you need. <laughs> Yeah, so that's some of the random things that are born out of drunk Scott. Yeah, drunk, drunk, tired, drunk, tired Scott. Let alone when it's on alcohol. Um, 
which was quite insane, and that leads me into. Yeah, I've done shark. Oh no, I've not finished my shark news. Sorry, dude. You haven't. No, I've not. No, I've got to tell you some extreme stupid story. There's more. There is. I wanted to. Do... I wanted to do this one specifically because I uh, I got thinking that maybe some of my shark news was a bit biased, if you can call it that. I don't. I don't. I don't mind sharks, but. You don't. You don't have a. You don't have a jack. <laughs> you don't have a a, a a dislike for them. You just have a general disagreement with them. I do. Yeah, and they disagree with us too. It seems, but it's just um yeah. There's a there's a thing about them which I'm just like I, I can when I when I do the shark news. It's normally you know oh, this man got eaten in half or bitten in half or eaten or you know someone's died or or whatnot. It's jaws all over again every single day of my life. But um, but every now and again someone just gets bitten. And like I said to you earlier on, okay, uh, I will at some point just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll do a statistics thing. It's like, oh, so many people got bitten, not eaten. So go swim if you want. But um, my general opinion is like, yeah, stay out of the water. Uh, but I don't want to be too biased. Like I'm completely against sharks. I think they should all be killed and exterminated. I would live happier if I knew there were no sharks on the planet, but I'm not going to... Um, and be like you know oh yeah go exterminate sharks you know you Dalek folk <laughs> okay <laughs> so or you know these people that go out uh, hunt, shark hunting and stuff I don't agree with it I'm just like just leave them to it just uh, as long as we stay out of the ocean there's no conflict <laughs> that's simple as that but man helps shark give birth to 10 pups on beach in Spain Okay. Yes. A man in Spain has done a good deed no many can boast of. He helped a shark give birth to a total of 10 babies on a local beach. Antonio Calvillo. <laughs> Antonio. That's what I'm calling from now on. Uh, he was driving to work when he saw something thrashing around on the beach in uh, Fu... Uh, Fuinguela... <laughs> Some place in Spain. <laughs> he said, I thought it was... <laughs> do I need to do a Spanish accent? Do you, I don't know if I could do Spanish. What's Spanish? Can you do Spanish? Uh, you can. You know Spanish, don't you? I, I know a little bit of Spanish. Give me some Spanish. I don't... Uh, Just give me like a little bit so I can get a bit of a twang. Uh, give me a Spanish, like, you know, I don't know, your mother fucked rabbis or something. Uh, or any kind of quality that you know from Spanish. Uh, tu madre es puta. No, I can't do that. <laughs> what was that? Your mother's a bitch. Oh, <laughs> can pay for that later. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he was going to work when he saw this thing thrashing about, and he thought it was a mermaid, didn't he? Uh, might have done. I thought it was a stranded dolphin, but when I made my way over, as you do, I realised the it was fish a... wasn't going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I made my way over, I realised it was a shark. He called emergency services and then decided to try and drag the animal out to sea by the tail by himself because it seemed tired, he said. <laughs> but not injured or hurt. <laughs> sure, life shark could eat me. I'll take it out to sea where I'm then in the sea and it can then eat me. Yeah. I rescued a bee a once. <laughs> I rescued a bee once from the water and then it fucking stung me. Did you kill it? No. 
I was screaming like a little bitch. True story? Yeah. All right. I was I was only like seven years old. I'm guessing you don't like bees. Uh, who likes getting stung by a bee? Who Do- likes getting stung by I hate flying things. Wasps, bees and stuff, they all fucking fly. They, they piss me off. Yeah. <laughs> Anything flying. Um, I'd exterminate them all. I uh, Yeah, I mean, I was seven years old. The first time I got stung, I didn't know what it felt like. So I didn't... It hurt. Bees, they fucking die after they sting you anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, technically it did die. Well, it depends what kind of bee. Some don't. Uh, if it's... Right, the general kind of like... Yeah, the, the, the worker bees the, or whatever the, like yeah, that. They, yeah. yeah, so I rescued it from the water because it was... What? Son of a bitch. I was a kid. You know what, to be fair, <laughs> I, I think the same thing might have happened to me. Well, almost happened because I... Um, there was... Uh, years ago, it was one of my, my psychotic ex. Um, we went down to the beach one day and uh, with some friends. And this is like the... I think the last time that I might have been out in water and um, it was all cool I was constantly like looking down I was like as long as I can see through the water it's fine because like you know I'm constantly looking down it's like the moment I see a fucking shark or whatever I'm gonna like you know curb stomp it <laughs> and be done with it so but then all of a sudden uh, this bee out of nowhere came out of nowhere but and it kind of like it was kind of like it kind of like it was heading towards me but kind of like a plane going down, so it's kind of like, <laughs> and landed in the water, and I was like, "Oh man!" And I was like, "Okay." And again, this small speck in my chest, whatever it is, just went, "Do a good thing." It's called the soul, dude. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know. <laughs> so I picked it out of the water, and the moment I did that, it started flying again. It was all like, "Hey, I'm free!" And then it like it hovered around for a little while, and I I was playing frisbee at the time. So I was, we were throwing fish bees back and forth and whatnot. And this bee decided to come in and attack me. Or come and give me a massive big hug. I'm not sure which. But uh, it like it came and flew towards me. And I saw it because I, I heard it. And I was like, whoa. And it was past me. Turned around and it came back. Like a strafing one. <laughs> and I dodged again. And I was like, what the fuck? And um, at this point, one of the frisbees landed like nearby. <laughs> And I was just like, I held on to it deliberately, and the guys were like, you know, come on, throw it already. And I was just like, yeah, no, wait, wait for it. Because <laughs> I was just like, I'm just going to wait. And yeah, this fucking bee started like to come back again, so I just turned around and <laughs> I swatted it. I hit it with the frisbee and Ooh, stuff, yeah. Faced. Didn't see it after that. I don't know if, I don't even know if I hit it. Maybe I just scared it and it flew off, but. I, I yeah, you might have given a proper face. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. It might have been on the frisbee that I threw back. <laughs> Yeah, the but guy nice. caught it, got stung. And, yeah, no fault of my own. The, the bee was being a cunt. What can yeah. I say? Get the bee a nomination, man. Oh, okay. Son of a bitch. Uh, back to the uh, back to uh, the shark shark stuff. He called the emergency services. Um, yeah, we heard that. Uh, to my couple. But while the shark was thrashing about, we noticed a little tail coming out of its stomach, as you do. Uh, um, Cavillo. Calvillo told the newspaper La Opinion del Malalaga. <laughs> I'm guessing. What? Wait, wait, he said what? La, no, that's the newspaper. Oh. La Opinion del Malaga? It, it, well, it'd be the opinion of the something, I believe. Okay. Uh, when the rescuers realised the animal was giving birth, Calvillo applied pressure to its stomach. 
Yeah, because that's what you do. You just fucking jump. Yeah, this is like you, you know, you walk across a woman like she's in the street. She's like, "I'm giving birth." You just like, you just like lay down on her stomach or like, be your elbow into it. And be like, "Come on!" <laughs> I didn't get it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he saw something on the uh, Discovery Channel. I don't know. Um, but he did so until the creature had given birth to around ten babies. Uh, the local reported the little sharks then swam back towards the sea. Uh, my first thought was that it, if something happens to the mother, at least the babies will live, he said. Which is stupid because if she didn't live, they'd have swum out and they would have been like picked off by God knows what kind of predators. Whales, dolphins. Dolphins love shark babies. They torture them till they... Uh... Did you not know this? See? Oh, okay. I mean, I did a podcast with someone where I mentioned this, but um, yeah, dolphins, because they're all like made out to be like, ooh, happy and lovely and stuff, and they're like, oh, they'll protect you with sharks and stuff. They will. But they they do go out hunting themselves and stuff, and if they come across um, shark babies, they not only go and eat them, but they torture them before they eat them. They're like the Jack Barrow of the ocean. I was going to say they're like, you know, mafia dons. Yeah, and I did not know this until I was reading about it the other day because there was some link about something to do with them um, because I was looking, obviously looking for shark news and sharks and dolphins and stuff and I was like, I looked into it and I was like, holy shit. That doesn't surprise me. They're really so, intelligent so, and stuff but they're really quite evil as well yeah. when they're out in the ocean. And whatnot. So like sharks, I actually don't know, sharks are more like the mafia bosses out there and then dolphins are like the crooked FBI agents so they protect most people yeah. but then they... Sharks will just like just eat for the sake of eating because they're hungry. Whereas dolphins, they could just eat, but instead they will torture and they're—it's like demons when it comes to like the underworld. When it comes to us, they seem to be happy, unless that's part of their grand scheme and plan to take over world domination, where make us their allies and befriend us and whatnot. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, it might be going. It might be a bit far fetched right now, but in fifty years' time, there'll be a comic about it. <laughs> well, how dolphins took over the world? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and how sharks were unable to prevent it because we the, the dolphins tortured and ate all the babies. Yeah, they're really mean and vicious in the deep waters and stuff. We don't hear about this shit. All we hear about is the uh, how they can do tricks and stuff in pools and zoos and stuff, and uh, how they uh, occasionally save groups from, from uh, people from sharks yeah. but again that's like that's not them saving us they, they, they might be around and they might be like you know, oh yeah fuck off the, the dolphins might not perceive us as that person as a person it might be a seal or whatever and they might just be protecting that thing but again yeah it's only because there's so many of them the sharks like fuck off you eat my babies not even that you torture them fuck off maybe, maybe the, the whole thing is a big like dolphin conspiracy um, whereas the, where the <laughs> conspiracy in the deep blue sea, <laughs> where the um, where dolphins are the real enemy, and sharks are actually the people that they're attacking. They're only attacking them because they're the secret overlord kings of dolphins. Whoa! But we just misunderstand it completely, and we label sharks as the bad guys when really they're the unsung I mean, what, heroes. What, what the fuck do we know? Or maybe they're just the dolphin soldiers. Oh, they're acting on the dolphins' orders. Mm. Ooh. So, like, the hierarchy is like, you know, dolphins and the sharks are their frontline shoulders because the shark is, apart from the inability to swim backwards, uh, it's pretty much the perfect killing machine. Oh, yeah, and also the inability to travel on land, (laughs) which is a minor thing. But (laughs) when that changes, when the uh, tsunamis wipe out the world and Noah has to fight some rock angels and build a boat... 
Um, the Sharks will have a whale of a day, and they're like the foot soldiers, and maybe the dolphins are the ones behind the, uh, the maybe they're the masterminds. So then, where do whales fit into the whole hierarchy of it? Or are they just like the whales are like? Well, they're like Russia. They're on the side, and you know, plotting and planning. Okay. And, um, and maybe they help out. I don't know. Uh, I, I've never read. I've not because I've looked into this, and uh, I even put like dolphins and whales. Nothing really came up. It was pred- predominantly uh, dolphins and sharks. I know there's uh, there is an issue in a, uh, a social scale between sharks and whales. Interesting. Uh, sharks the, and whales, the whales are probably whales the whales are just they're just like the, the the muscle, but the ones that have no allegiance. So they're like the, the neighborhood kid that walks around yeah. that's like really big that neither side ever wants to fuck with. Yeah. And he's just like, but if you fuck with me, then I'm going to mess you up. Absolutely. And the shark's like the assassin that they call in when a job gets too big for the dolphins or the whales. Where do crabs fit into it then? <laughs> we could go on all night, man. <laughs> let's, uh, <laughs> let's end this shark segment. That was, uh, that was shark news for this week. Um, I'm uh, Scott Nash reporting from somewhere in the uh, bat cave. I thought you were going to go with Deep Blue Sea there, but all right. I thought about it, but I've used Deep Blue Sea too many times. I'll just become like another drink thing. Like, every time Scott says Deep, deep Blue Sea. <laughs> okay, I got um, I got uh, the Fuck You card. Ooh. Fuck which, you. Before we do that, one second. Okay, so onto the Fuck You card, which we have... How many nominations, Sean? We have a whopping three nominations this week. Woo, woo. I've got to stop doing that. We have got Justin Bieber. Oh, once again. Michael Egan. Who's that? Who's the lawyer for the guy oh, that, yeah. that uh, uh, is accusing people of rape. Yeah, motherfucker. And uh, <laughs> last minute entry is the B. <laughs> Is that it? Is that what we got? That's it. <laughs> there's, there's nothing in these stories or anything. It's, that, uh, like... it's been a, it's been a pretty, um, um, yeah, it's been a pretty uh, non fuck you type of a day. Wow. Okay. So yeah, how, how do you want to go about doing um, this? I don't know. I normally, okay, you got a coin on you? Uh, yeah. Well, no, not on me, but can, I can... Can, you, can you can you reach one? Use the force. Close your eyes and roll your eyes into the back of your head. Whilst hanging upside down. Oh shit, what was that? Your wallet. I knew I had to change somewhere. Sean's just rearranging the, uh, the, the studio. Was trying to find <laughs> one coin. Yeah. Was, really? Can't just any coin will do. <laughs> that will do. Cool. Okay, I'll let you flip it because you're probably more likely to catch it than me. Okay, so we've got three nominations. Yes. Justin Bieber. Yeah. Um, Michael Egan. Michael Egan and or, a B. Yeah. So you want to do? Um, let's throw in. Let's throw in the guy that uh, stabbed the officer, dude, Officer Smith. No, because he got the black fist of justice. Oh, he did. Yeah. yeah. Fuck him. No, we'll just do the three. So we flip between. Pick two. Right. To fl- pick two to flip between. Yeah, one gets eliminated. Yeah. So I will pick between uh, the B yeah. and the lawyer, dude. Okay, so the B is Mike- it Michael Egan? Yeah. Okay, so what do you want? Which one? Which one is tails? Tails is Mike, and heads the B. And whichever one lands on, they get eliminated. They can move on to the next round. Okay, so tails is a lawyer. Yeah, okay. tails lawyer, head B. Heads. 
Ah, so the head B, that moves on to... Okay, so it's down between the lawyer and Justin Bieber. Ooh. <laughs> okay, I'm going to... Right, I'm going to say heads to Justin because he's got a head because he should be in the bottom because he should go to hell. So let's say tails... Just, okay, let's do it different. Tails, Justin wins the, uh, the fuck you card and uh, obviously the other one, the lawyer gets it. Come on, Tails. Come on, Tails. Heads. Oh, damn it! He lives for one more fucking week. Every time he's got oh. a nomination, he... So this week, the fuck you card goes to Michael Egan. Oh, fuck you. Fucking is he on Twitter? No. We'll find out. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah, if you're on Twitter, <laughs> you're gonna get a tweet that says "fuck you." <laughs> yeah, from all of us in the Nash Cast Network. Yeah, bitch. All right. All right. Um, we've got a just a randomly skipped topic. We need to spice things up a thing. A thing. We need to spice things up a little bit with uh, the pot war. Okay. I feel. And how do you want to accomplish this? I feel like I'm the emperor and you're uh, my Vader. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think... Uh. <laughs> 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 when you're done with your bong. <laughs> um... No, it's been. Uh, we've had some good episodes. We've had some bad episodes. Um, I'm not going to speak on our behalf. I was. You, we, we always <laughs> yeah. speak on our behalf. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know about them and their perspective and stuff, but uh, we seem to have a pretty good run between the two of us, and it's all going quite uh, smoothly and whatnot. So I thought, you know what? Instead of this, uh, yeah, let's let you know. Let's see who's more disappointing and whatnot. Let's uh, let's. Uh, step it up a little bit raise a challenge okay so so you want to issue the high five podcast with a challenge I do and it's a movie challenge that I feel based on our previous conversation um why don't you dish it out okay so um we Blake and Eric in the uh, the high five podcast so touching upon a uh, a subject that we spoke about earlier on um I want to say briefly, but we never really seem to just talk about things briefly. Long story short, which it wasn't. Um, which was uh, original films. Um, mm. And the fact that everything is... Uh, well, nothing is original anymore. Indeed. So, um, after much discussion, um, uh, my, uh, my, my, my cohort here and I came up with a challenge, which was for Blake and Eric to come up with uh, ten movies, so five each. Uh, which, the high five each. Yeah, yeah. the high five each, which uh, are in the last decade that could be considered wholly original. Not wholly as in the Holy Bible, wholly as in... The Penitent Man will pass. <laughs> <laughs> Kneel before God. <laughs> Kneel before God. No, um, um, yeah, so basically ten, <laughs> 10 original films, um, so five each, uh, the High Five, five, High Five podcast, five. So are we saying from 2004 to present, or are we doing, are we, should we say like 
2000 onwards, or how do you want to do it? Um, Should we just say the last decade? Yeah, the last decade. Yeah, so yeah, so 2004 onwards then. Sure. All right. Yeah. So in the last ten, ten in the last ten years, come up with ten films that um, are original. Um, challenge issued. Yes. And will it be challenge accepted or challenge denied? We'll let them decide, and uh, we'll pay close attention to uh, to their upcoming podcasts. Yeah. And. Uh, Let's not forget that now we've got two podcasts at minimum to their one, so there's a good chance that we have uh, we've now got two times the amount to be disappointing <laughs> than they have. That is true. So yeah, watch this space. Okay, this brings me on to uh, kind of like I don't know a drinking game, but also maybe a challenge for you, sir. Oh, okay. Do we, I need to top up? You do. Okay. Do, do we need to take a, a pause to get drinks? Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. Alright, let me pause it, you get a drink. So, cool. well, that just about does it for this podcast. However, we do have an inspired by section that we're supposed to do. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 we did. Sorry, I forgot to write down in my notes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's not all for the digital scroll. We're going to do something else. What are we going to do, Sean? So, we've got, uh, leading on from the, the, the challenge that we, that we uh, issued to High Five. Um, yeah, fucking take it. Um, that was harsh. <laughs> all right, okay. So, well, accept it if you will. Okay. Is that the more the British way? <laughs> I don't know. I was just, he was like, fucking take it. Like you just bent them over the table or something. <laughs> yeah, well, take it or don't. You know, it's, it's your, it's, this is not a democracy. <laughs> is it? No, it is. Do it. <laughs> do it, do now. it. <laughs> just, no, just, just push out of a misery and do it. Uh, <laughs> okay so following on from that challenge um and leading into a um uh, a segment that um uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna hold my hand up and say that this was my idea uh since it came to me on the bus one day <laughs> <laughs> not the white guy with white trousers and white jacket and no, and greasy no. long hair and <laughs> i don't get inspired by him <laughs> Um, hey bonjour. <laughs> um, listening, <Stitch>, huh? <laughs> okay. To be fair, that kind of is inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I still. Do you remember when we talked about that? And I said a challenge. Like whenever one of us meets him, we've we got have to, to try and yeah, get a life been, story. I've been looking out for him. Okay, good man. Just okay. make sure we remember. Yeah. So. <laughs> I have been keeping out. I, I will. I, I just have... hope it happens when we're both together. <laughs> you know what's good when we're both together? We'll be like, oh my god. And then it'll be like, dude, you go speak to him. You'll be like, no, no, no. You go speak to him. Be like, all right, let, we'll flip for it. <laughs> uh, probably. Um, <laughs> no, I'd quite happily go out to him, just like uh, make sure my friends are recording stuff. I'd be like, dude, what's your story? And he probably he probably won't. Maybe, well, let's assume he doesn't remember. And I'll just be like, "Hey, yeah, I'm from CNN or whatever, whatever the news we've got in this country." And BBC. But yeah, yeah, BBC. <laughs> I'd be like, "Yeah, where are you from? What are you doing here? What's the story?" And you know, we'll try and use that. But I doubt we'll be able to use anything. Well, he'll reply, but <laughs> no one will be able to understand it. I'll be like, you know, what kind of things are you into? Tits. Tits. Uh, hey. <laughs> 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 okay thanks dude <laughs> thanks Mac 
<laughs> is that his nickname going to be? <laughs> Max. Yeah, Max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Gary Sinise. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you. <laughs> Drink. Oh. Yeah, sorry, you were trying to say something. Yeah, before we... I got uh, rudely we interrupted by Mac. I forgot what we're doing. Drink. Oh, man. I can see why the drunk blogs guy is like this now. Okay. Hmm. Um, inspired by... Oh, yeah. Sitting on the bus, listening to various different podcasts. And um, the white guy with the white... Track. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> we just went through all of that. Um... <laughs> I was listening to High Five at the time and I thought, you know, uh, with what they do and guys on um, History of Misunderstanding and uh, In Session Film and various other ones, we can do an Inspired By um, every time we get together. I mentioned the the, uh, the JT guys. Oh, JT Movie Podcast. Yeah. Okay, shout out to them. Hey um, guys, sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> Take the shot! <laughs> sorry! <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Um, I think that's going to stick with us like for a while. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, um, <laughs> the shot. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We've been following for ten years <laughs> because he poor alcohol underage. <laughs> it's a boot time. You admitted to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh dear. Okay, I'm going to try and get back to this. Yeah, sorry. Um, so this dude got on the bus. You got on the bus. So <laughs> we're going to do an inspired this, by section. Yeah. And the first one that we're going to do uh, is inspired by High Five. Yeah. Um, but each week or every episode, we'll do one that's inspired by a different podcast in the pod, probably in the podcast community. Maybe not. Uh, it could be a random one that no one knows about. Uh, yeah, it could be. Um, All the suspense. So, for the first one here, we're going to do it in honour of um, our um, Pod War opponents. Yeah. Um, Motherfuckers. Uh, they, uh, the guys over there, so um, Blake and, and Eric, um, pick a topic and they um, basically discuss their top five of what it might be. Whether, mm. uh, uh, for example, favourite movies or favourite music or favourite uh, movie cars or things like that. Yeah. Um, we are going to do this uh, inspired by them um, but slightly differently and it's going to be 24 related um, which um, is also in honour of the upcoming season of 24 um, and leads into a podcast that will follow this one which will um, incidentally be podcast number 24 of Nashcast will be solely focused on the epic series 24 um, so we've decided to sit down and have a look over the 8 seasons of 24 and decide what our top 5 seasons of 24 are um, and we pretty much unanimously came to a decision on what the top 5 was but we differ in terms of ranking those from 5 to 1 yeah so uh, do you want to well no well we, um, we we had a good look into it of um, obviously as you say 8 seasons um, we excluded the redemption um, title because that was just a, a feature film as it were or a, a short movie um, so it was just yeah 1 to 8 based on the series and we we did look into it it didn't take very long to decide um, what we what our favourite seasons were because um, I, I straight away on the get go I was just like well 5, 6, 7, 8 
Um, and then we talked about the rest because I wasn't sure about the other one but after a little bit of conversation I decided on one and we both agreed that um, whilst they're on the top five it doesn't mean that season uh, for me like two, seasons two, three and four were like shit by any means uh, like any of all the seasons there was things that like annoyed uh, me annoyed us both probably that um it was just shit and stuff but in 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 the great scheme of the whole show um it's just one of those shows where every season just got better and better as it went on but that being said the the very beginning series it still holds something close to like both of our hearts because it was i don't know if it's like just because it was the first uh, the first series of something that we've seen like this, where it was that it instigated this this real time sequence, but or this, because the story was so strong. That's that's what I like about the the first season, the, the scripting of it, the story. The story was good. The script was strong. It was flawless. Like two, three, and four, you had a lot of repeats from season one. It was kind of like okay, we 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 know this. It's boring now. But then they, uh, I guess they kind of like realised that, and from my perspective, they then kicked it into high gear. They're like, okay, we need to do something drastic, and they did that from five onwards. So that's where uh, my picks come from, and uh, and I guess it was all the same. But um, yeah, the like I said, the order of difference. Um, I I place my favourite uh, seasons different to yours. Okay, but. Um, um, we'll uh, obviously go into that into the uh, in the twenty four episode that we do. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I I will. Um, I mean, I agree with everything that you said there. Um, that was pretty spot on. Um, I, I do have. I've got my seasons ranked from uh, of the top five. What mm. I would put at number. Oh, how you do yours, and then I'll, uh, I'll five, do mine. Just in the spirit two, of the, uh, the high five podcast. Okay. Um, uh, okay, cool. So, um, number five, uh, and the, this was not intentional, but it would be season five. Right. Okay. Uh, is this from uh, worst to yeah, worst, worst, yeah, worst, least worst, to most? Yeah, yeah least yeah, to most, worst to best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. whatever. Uh, number four is season eight, so the, the last season. Okay. Number three is season six. Number two is season seven. Wow. Leaving number one as season one. Hmm. Okay, and as we discussed earlier on, um, it's uh, technology-wise, it might not hold up, but the story I think was so strong, and the performances were great. Scripting, excellent. Um, really, really enjoyed it, and it's got one of not my favorite scenes, but it's got one, in season one is one of the scenes that um, has nothing to do with Jack; it has to do with Palmer. Um, which I just love, which is the scene where he sneaks away from his whole entourage and everything, and he's in the underground garage. Oh, yeah. And there's that kid that's got the baseball bat, and he confronts him. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're the you're you're the the candidate or something. He's like, what are you gonna do for me? And somewhere in there, um, he, you know, the the bat gets swung, and Palmer just catches it, mm. and it's just like, no, what yeah, are you gonna right in his hand? Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, no, that. what are you gonna do for yourself? Yeah. Just like you know, I, and. You know, probably one of, or it's up there in, in, in my favorite scenes from Twenty Four. So yeah, that's mine. Five, eight, six, seven, one. Okay. Well, my um, my uh, worst. Well, not like worst because they're all good. That's the thing. So for my 
Um, you, just, you don't have to say it, just, just rank it. Yeah, so. Five to one. Yeah, yeah, five to one, but obviously one being my favourite and five being least. Yeah. Um, I've got uh, one. As number five? Yep. Okay. Six. Okay. Five. Yeah. Seven and eight. Interesting. I just I, I just think that um, I might be uh, a fool for um, all the gadgets and stuff, but for me personally, the story gets better the more that it goes on and the less that people like Kim Barron are involved and whatnot and just when it's more about just Jack and uh, and like later on it's, it's just Jack and Chloe that seems to be the, the sole uh, centre of the, the whole show uh, throughout the later seasons and um, yeah I, I still throw in one in there because it's just it's the one that it's the one that started it all like I said strong story strong script I can't really fault it um, series after that I can but then it it just it does there are still good series and there's still good stories but it's just such a it's probably just me because uh, I don't want to say like all of it is just because of Kim Bauer but she's a big factor in those first few series where it's the same thing kidnap after kidnapped arrested kidnapped it's like ah. Uh, um, but then once she's out of the picture and the story focuses on the actual political issues that are bigger than just like Middle Eastern things because that was a lot of season 2, 3 and 4 as well when it gets into like Russia and China and stuff which is like the situation we're in right now as well they, they are the, the biggest powers and the, the, the shit that we're trying to diffuse right now between this issue between Russia and Ukraine and how that affects them and China and how that affects Russia and America and obviously where America goes we blindly follow up their ass which is fine because we can't afford to do anything we can't afford to wage war because we can't we can barely afford to launch a Tomahawk missile let alone anything else um, so we have to follow America because if anything happens to us we know they'll back us up <laughs> you'd think <laughs> I'm sure they will but you never know yeah well let's, so, let's not uh, let's not yeah. Veer off. <laughs> yeah, so that's the that's my series of what I'd um, what I'd rank them at, and uh, but we'll um, it, it's kind of brief and stuff. But we'll uh, you and me will we'll talk more uh, in the next episode. We'll which is more twenty as you said more twenty four specific. Yeah, it's going to be all twenty four specific, isn't it? Yeah, all about all about Bauer. Nothing but uh, twenty four, and we will uh, explain more in detail why we've picked those seasons and why the lesser ones that we haven't picked are lesser. Yeah, I guess, and uh, just have a good general chat to uh, twenty four for like not just for like those who've seen it and to get trying to get them I guess uh, thinking about the show and whatnot again with the uh, the new series coming out. But yeah, for and, those and that haven't seen it, and for those that haven't seen it, massive spoilers. But and I would recommend. I mean, it doesn't it weighs very little. People are probably going to go watch it anyway. But you probably it's not. I don't think it's. If you go watch it, I think you know without going and watching the backstory, I think you're kind of like ruining it for yourself. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna lose a lot. You need that backstory yeah. to know who this person yeah. is. You could have like you know your boyfriend or whoever sits sat next to you. I'm assuming it's a girl here, um, whatever. Um, they and you could be like, oh, what's going on? And they could explain the entire like eight seasons, maybe in five minutes, but it's still not the same as actually watching it all happen and stuff. So, um, although at the same time, I don't expect everybody to like record this or whatever and just like not watch it for however long it takes them to watch eight seasons worth of 24 yeah. <laughs> that's that's a lot of, uh, of seasons but do what you can yeah but we'll hit that do it do it
<laughs> Do it now. <laughs> yeah, stop listening to this podcast. Turn off and watch 24. And then when you finish season... No, when you finish episode one, go, oh yeah, come back. And listen to our drinking game. And then go back and watch 24 and drink again. Okay. Watch 24. Not that our drinking game has anything to do with 24. Every time Jack says, damn it! Damn it! That's on my list for tomorrow, dude. <laughs> That's on one of my list. You stole my thunder again! Damn it! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, well, this has been, um, certainly has been an epic uh, podcast as normal. Yes, it has. Portions. And I look forward to future productions of the Digital Squirrel production. Ah, damn it! Podcast. And. Um, so I put so much thought into saying that. Yeah. So we will see you on Nashcast and the DS podcast now. <laughs> Um, so thanks for being here and we will, we shall finish this on um, we'll, before we'll finish off uh, with our sign off which we've just discussed uh, like two hours ago <laughs> I think we've covered a, a fair amount here yeah this has uh, been Nashcast episode 23 and the Digital Squirrel podcast episode 1 I'm Scott I'm Sean safe journey safe journey <laughs> Thank you.